Caution. Learning in progress. Welcome back to another episode of Smarter Every Season. This is Paul Harms, and in the studio with me today is Tyler Hubert. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Are you properly caffeinated yet? I'm getting there. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're going to see probably a, a transition, or you're going to hear probably a transition halfway through the podcast. Where you start to wake up. And then you'll know, oh, Tyler's, oh, we've got all of Tyler. There you just go. 75%. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome back this morning. We uh, This is uh, the hot, the podcast brought to you by the Precision Planning's product support team. And in this episode, we're going to dive into our new product launch, our new release of Reveal. So, in the studio this morning, we actually have Lucas Wesley. Yeah, good morning, Paul. Good morning. And Lucas, you're a newer team member with us. Yep. Yeah, I've been here for just over a year now. I'm just loving it. So, so if you haven't heard his voice before, give us a little rundown on who Lucas is. Yeah, so I um, was lucky enough to join the team here back in March of 2020, right in before the pandemic. I uh, got to spend all of, I think, a week in the office with you guys. Um, it was a great way to get to know us. We, we brought you in and then we couldn't get you out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, came from a background, um, was a was on the ag input side for, I think, eight years um, down in southern Indiana. Was lucky enough to have a dealership down there. Made some good strides there and took the opportunity to further my career here at Precision Planning. So. Well, we've loved having you. Thank you. So also in the studio with us is Jason Stoller. Hey there, Paul. And you're a more perennial voice and face than anybody who's caught Winter Conference. But for anybody who's missed, can you give us an intro? Yeah, absolutely. So... So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I've been here at Precision about 10 years um, and grew up on a farm and still get the chance to farm part-time a little bit on the side and have been a part of a lot of the different products that we've launched along with uh, the great R&D team um, that I'm blessed every day to work alongside. So um, it's been a blast, and Reveal is a part of what I do in terms of, of being a product lead for uh, for this new uh, really exciting product that we'll get a chance to talk about. So I think it'll be fun and look forward to the conversation. Awesome. So I want to jump in real quick if I can. Absolutely. It, what other projects have you been a part of, if you don't mind me asking, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking probably about 10 years ago is when we were in the start of, of really putting together uh, what would become the SRM architecture products. Okay. So so I got involved early on uh, with SpeedTube and Delta Force. And, uh, and got the chance to, to, to lead them uh, for a little while. And then they transitioned into, into some of the other guys as well. So uh, most recently, though, FurrowJet and Furrow Force would have been a, been a, part, of, a part of my work. Now, cool. I want to give absolute credit to the incredible design engineers. I get the chance to lead and be a part of the strategy and nudge a little bit. Um, but, but you'll hear me talk a lot about the... Uh, the incredible talent of the design engineers that really make make what you see in a product like Reveal be what it is uh, from the creativity side as, along with the uh, the actual robustness and, and all the details that go into to making a product. Go ahead and name drop. Absolutely. So most recently, if we talk about Reveal, you cannot talk about Reveal without talking about Ian Radke, um, an incredible engineer. And one of our best, I think, mean, is I, I struggle to say that because then all, we move to another team and we start talking about another product and I can't, cannot bring up somebody else. But, but Ian absolutely has been critical to the reveal design. You know, Corey, you guys have, I know you guys have had a podcast with, with Aaron 
uh, Aaron Herman and Corey Mulbauer, those guys are an essential part of, of the development effort. Uh, Paul Wildermuth has been a part of that, especially on the early stages and, and really pulling it together too. So uh, with Reveal, that's that's kind of the core team. And and actually Ian is, and I've got the chance to work together on, on Furrow Force um, and Furrow Jet as well. So You guys have been a bit of a dynamic duo for the last couple products. You know what? It is an honor to work with that guy. <laughs> so I got to say it that way and, and uh, look forward to him hearing this. Oh, that's good. Um, and being, and hopefully he feels the same way. So getting into the details of the new product of Reveal, it is a residue manager. It's a row cleaner, right? Let's talk about residue management. Where's the value come from? How do we, for the uninitiated smooth, so we have a new listener, someone who's new to the topic, where does the value come from residue management? Yeah, absolutely. So in some ways you have to look at the value of, of a row cleaner more than more holistically than just residue management. But I'll start I'll start with residue management because that was your question, Paul. <laughs> um, you know, ultimately the job of of a row cleaner as it applies to residue management is to move the trash out of the way, right? That's what we call them trash whippers um, for that reason. And that they need to do that well. What we're trying to do is we're trying to remove any piece of residue that could end up in the furrow and ultimately prevent seed to soil contact and slow germination. So, you know, Jason Webster's plots have 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 proven, along with with Beck's PFR and a lot of other studies, have shown uh, the cost of poor residue management because that ultimately drives um, a slower germination rate and ultimately a late emerging plant. So it's all about emergence if we think about what what the first job of a residue manager is to do. The specific agronomic piece there is if you have residue in the furrow, the risk is, A, it's not 100% seed-to-soil contact, which means uneven uh, moisture, uneven air, like or, or the, the, the residue will be a sink to moisture and heat and temperature, and it's a vector for disease. Those are the three ways that we really see those drive, the, the residue drive a degradation and yield. Exactly. And that's going to be where, where most of the benefit of, of good residue management comes in. There's also benefits when it comes to that in terms of just of, of warming the soil in the spring. And so you're going to get obvious benefit there. The more, the cleaner surface that you can provide, the more opportunity you get to, for that sunlight to, to hit and, and start, start the process. This is Um, selfishly why I love doing the podcast because you asked a question and I'm guilty of it too, Paul. We ask a question about reveal and residue management and immediately jason goes to well yes residue management but so much more (laughs) like that's just that's just a fantastic like approach to yeah but we need to look at this holistically and getting us to step back uh for our education so that's that just a little side note i love that there's the coffee hitting yeah 100 percent. there we go (laughs) so i didn't mean i didn't mean to interrupt too bad but uh continue so the you get of the in the market, there's fixed, non-moving row cleaners. You've got floating row cleaners, and then you've got floating row cleaners that would be controlled. Right. So, so again, the, the job of the the job of a row cleaner is to do that. To clear the first job of the row cleaner is to move residue, and and if we think about a fixed row cleaner, that's typically that those those row cleaners are mounted to the row unit itself, and so so before the presence of clean sweep. Right. That's how that's how we did things. We set the row cleaner at a fixed position and and that was a whole lot better than than no row cleaner at all. The reality is, is that even though fixed fixed doesn't mean fixed. Right. It means that it's adjustable. 
but in reality, during the planting season, how often do we as farmers actually make adjustments to a fixed row cleaner? And it turns out that that's a really low amount. And so the result is that even though it technically is adjustable, right, a, a fixed row cleaner doesn't get adjusted. And therefore, as conditions change or even throughout the field itself, um, in a lot of cases, it's set wrong. And we've done a lot of studies, even predating when I was here. So, you know, you know, 10 to 15 years ago to really to really understand uh, the cost of, of not making adjustments. So enter clean sweep, you know, an air cylinder that gives us the ability to, for a, to turn a fixed row cleaner into, or to allow a floating row cleaner to, to be adjusted from the cab. Now you as a farmer have the ability to dial it in using your eyes to make that decision. And that has been a game changer for, for row cleaning performance. And really, I would say until reveal um, has been the state of the art and has has really addressed the fundamental issue that existed with row cleaners um, so, in the early days. So a row cleaner type and style that could move and follow the contour of the ground and that you could have some form of human control in the cab to make those fine adjustments throughout the field. That was the, that's the top of the game, and that was the best performance we could get out of a row unit or out of a row cleaner to remove residue out of in front of the row unit. Right. In a lot of ways, I would say, uh, you know, today's floating, you know, row unit mounted floating row cleaner with clean sweep is a lot like Air Force, you know, in terms of really, it's a great management tool. I mean, I'm, I'm applying Air Force for downforce control and Air Force is a great downforce tool until we start talking about opportunities that can exist um, of which Delta Force addresses a whole new set of opportunities that Air Force was not able to do. And that's kind of where we're at now as we move from, from a floating row cleaner with clean sweep to something like Reveal. Awesome. Do you know the yield studies off the top of your head for, say, no-till or corn-on-corn corn or row cleaner versus not row cleaner, row cleaner versus row cleaner with, without clean sweep? Uh, just to set the the value basis. Yeah, I'll give you a couple numbers um, that come to mind. I mean, in general, studies we've done at PTI um, have shown that there is for every every percent of clean furrow that that we're not able to achieve. So if we go from if we go from eighty percent clean furrow to a hundred percent, our multi-year studies um, actually it was in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen have shown about a 10 bushel advantage to, to, to being able to improve your cleaning performance. So that's kind of a general statement. So then the question is, is well, yeah, but for me in my conditions, how much, uh, how much am I actually going to achieve um, by having a row cleaner or by having a better row cleaner? And that's absolutely condition dependent. So I that, love the fact that you, you didn't just like site, well, it's it's this much for a floating versus a fixed or the type of mechanical tool. You went straight to a smart firm or a sensor that, that you can now quantify the amount of residue that got past the row cleaner. And you've got a smart firmer furrow cleanliness. It's a metric. It's a, me- it's a quantified number. And you can assign that or apply that across any field environment or uh, any row cleaner. And now you've got a an easy metric that we can... We can have a dealership take a smart firmer tool out and give some ballpark or understanding to a customer ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely, and that's our that's our starting point with guys when they start try, when they want to understand the value. How you know what's the value of clean sweep? What's the value of, of reveal? Um, it really starts with saying, well, let's talk about your let's talk about your furrow environment. 
what's your stats in terms of your clean furrow? And the answer might be, well, uh, I don't have any statistics because I don't have smart firmer. So then we need to start there and say, let's get smart firmer on your planner. So you can understand, are you at 98% clean furrow, you know, already? You know, are you in an environment where 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 the residue is entirely broken down and, and you've got it, you've got some significant tillage going on in a way where there's not opportunity to advance residue management in the traditional sense? Now, I want to come back later to a non-traditional sense of the job of a row cleaner is a whole lot more than residue management. But for that purpose, we want to start with Smart Firmer. Awesome. Lucas, you started to lean in like you were going to comment there. Nope. No, I didn't have anything there. I think Jason um, approached that the way that, that it should have been approached. Um, I was just looking through the PFR studies the other day and, and noticed in 2019 they did have some research on it where they published some numbers. Um, so from no row cleaner to clean sweep controlled was about a four bushel gain uh, with 25 pounds of down. So I think, but in all reality, Jason hit the nail on the head with, you know, understanding why it's better and not just knowing that it is better. So. I want to take the opportunity too to just be very clear on something, because um, I think we've kind of teased it a little bit, and I even made mention of it earlier. When we think about the value of a row cleaner, the mind automatically goes to a trash whipper, right? Moving debris out of the way. What are the other functions uh, or agronomic benefits then of? What else are you thinking of, Jason? Bring us into your mind a little bit of yes, it's trash, it's moving debris, but. Here's the other things that we need to consider with a row cleaner. Yeah, you've hinted at that a couple of times. Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's very real, and that's where um, I think in the, in the invention process of Reveal, I think the additional opportunity or value for a row cleaner crystallized in, in our minds. And, and I think, and, I, and so I'll try, to, I'll try to, to dig into that a little bit with you guys. So the job of a row cleaner is absolutely to move residue. But it's also really, if we think about what we're trying to do, we want to create a, a we want to create the best soil conditions for that seed to be placed in, and the row cleaner is a a, a very real opportunity to prepare the soil in the ways that you can a row cleaner can uh, for that condition. So we lay, we talk about it. We want to lay down a runway uh, for that for that seed or for, and um, to be placed in. So it really comes back to saying, how do we create as smooth of an environment, um, how do we manage the soil density? We talk about that on the closing system, but that absolutely applies in the front end too. How do we actually do that? And, and a row cleaner has an opportunity to, to address both of those. Um, and then separately, there's also an opportunity for a row cleaner if we think about to make sure that, that, that it doesn't cause problems or affect any other aspect of the planning process. And so that kind of kind of comes into to some plays into some specific approach that we we took when we looked at, at Reveal. So you mentioned the invention process, framing it that way. This is, the row cleaner is something we've dabbled in. We had Clean Sweep up at one point, or we, I'm sorry, we have Clean Sweep. We came out with that at one point. And I know we've looked at the row cleaners in different types and styles throughout the years. Can you share some background story? I always love hearing the anecdotes of how, it comes from a whiteboard idea of we could do this. This this would solve this problem, and then we and you guys you guys start there, and we end up with this awesome product at the back end. I love hearing the backstory. Yeah, the the uh, product development and invention process is is very nonlinear, and um, and so the path is an interesting one. It starts with you know with we think about reveal is basically is you know we've been in the in the 
the row cleaner business for a long time, not not necessarily with, with row cleaner iron, but understanding the agronomics and providing tools like Clean Sweep and Smart Firmer to, um, to really optimize that. Um, when we, at the beginning of, of the Reveal product development, um, we really took a hard look at, at, at what are the gaps of today's row cleaners. And then conceptually, you know, like, you know, is there opportunity to be in this space to actually make it even better? And it, and it's been clear through, through the smart firmer data that, that, and really this, let me take a step back, actually, you know, I feel like the, you could say, hey, row cleaners have been around for a long time. Why would precision get into to a row cleaner uh, more than clean sweep? That path is one that that could not have been determined when we developed clean sweep because even the, the presence of smart firmer wasn't there for us to be able to really quantify the opportunity of, of better residue management. And so so it's it's almost like one product invention opens a door for a new opportunity or for a concept to be rethought. And that's really how it has played out with reveal. Okay. So you know, kind of a uh, box checked, we've got row cleaners, we've, we've, we've done the work there. And then we come out with smart firmer and we start getting new visibility, new data, new measurements. I'm like, Oh, well, there's more left to do there than we thought. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and that's half of the puzzle because the other half is, is as we started looking into row unit ride. So again, uh, to speak to that, so row, row unit ride is, is kind of the vertical accelerations that a row unit experiences through the field. Um, it's something we teach. Obviously, we teach you guys um, in product support, um, te- teach the guys on how, how to use that to drive their decisions in terms of how fast they're driving, technology that they need, field conditions, prep, etc. The row unit ride sensor, that invention itself, played into this as well because we started to realize that there was a real impact to row unit ride when you have the vibrations of a row cleaner for a a row cleaner that's mounted to the row unit itself. And so that became the catalyst for saying, we know there's an opportunity to make a better row cleaner from a residue management side. We also know that we need to approach it in a way where that row cleaner has no negative impact to the row unit itself. And the combination of the smart firmer and the row unit ride sensor ultimately taught us, hey, it needs to conceptually at a very high level look like this. And that's absolutely much different than any other sort of row cleaner um, that's on the market. Like I enjoy hearing those backstories. That, that paints a fuller picture in my mind of how we, how we go from clean sweep to reveal and why, the why behind it. Sure. And, and then just, just to give you a little more color, so thinking about, so yeah, so then, you know, as we sit down and say, hey, we're going to go after this, we get together as a team, and usually that team is not just the team that's going to focus on the product development, but, but it usually pulls in a lot of experience from a lot of different uh, engineers, engineering leads, and, and we start to wrestle through, even before we know what a design will look like, what do we not want to do? What sort of approach fundamentally um, is taking us in the wrong direction? And that starts to kind of isolate areas not to go, and then, and then we, we start, start the brainstorming session that ultimately kind of lights that initial fire into saying, hey, let's start down a path. Okay, so Jason, when you presented on Furrow Force at Winter Conference, there's always three things with a closing system that I take away. I know we are still talking about row units here. I haven't fallen back asleep. Front end, not the back end. Yep. 
But I'm making a point here, so come, come with me on this journey. With furrow force or with a closing system, your goal is a, a mellow path to the surface for that seed, moisture retention, and then no air pockets around the seed. And those exactly. are those would have been the that initial meeting, that brainstorming of what do we want to do and what we want to avoid. Those would have been the three like guiding metrics that or, or desires, right? Yeah, so now we move into applying that to reveal. And the goal then with a with a row cleaner is to move trash, obviously. Uh, you've also talked about a, a runway or clearing the runway, right, for those opening disc blades. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then is there a third one? Yeah, and that and that's that's the concept um, that we said absolutely we we want the row cleaner to have no negative impact to the row unit itself or the row unit performance. And so that's an essential piece. And um, to your point, I think you got into that with the row unit ride element, a little bit of this too. So I just, that's perfect. I wanted, I wanted to say those three things very blatantly and clearly about what kind of the goal was there. Right. How, then how with reveal do we feel we're doing that or what makes reveal unique to accomplish those three things? So fundamentally reveal is not connected to the row unit itself. So we're isolated entirely with the ro- with that row cleaner design. So it's a bar-mounted row cleaner. And that that just removes the 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 risk from a downforce and ride impact um, from row row cleaner vibrations. Reveal has has an internal gauge wheel so so it's got the ability to kind of to manage soil density and loose conditions and and provide Provide. And so that's really it's that internal gauge wheel concept that that we invented that fundamentally addresses that runway aspect that you described, and then the combination of that gauge wheel along with uh, along with the trash wheels that are optimized or the the um, the cleaning wheels as we call them, um, we can set we can set those cleaning wheels relative to the ground um, with the internal internal gauge wheel exactly where we need, and so that that gives us the ability to have that superior cleaning that we're going after. Awesome. Okay. So you have kind of touched on this a little bit, but at this point, as we're going through the podcast, this is largely in terms of kind of development and maybe value message for reveal, right? So that's a lot of R and D time with your team. And at this point, you've kind of walked us through the backstory up to the point where we're ready to go beta test, right? Right. We have this idea. Now it's time to kind of test our idea out in the field, right? At a larger scale. Yes. And that's where we insert Lucas Wesley. Exactly. So, so and actually, I mean, there's, there is, you know, from, from idea in our head to initial concepts, you know, there is probably a dozen iterations that happen kind of behind the scenes, you know, within days as we, as we learn tweaks and adjustments on the mechanical side and performance aspects. But that kind of leads us to what we call, you know, our beta, our, our first real time in the field um, with a lot of growers, um, which is this past spring season. Product development, you know, I think in the, in the, in the old days of precision was a lot more over the wall where, where in R&D during the beta period, we were really involved and in leading that and then, and then kind of lit the bomb and set it off for product support to run with it. Reveal has not been that. So, I mean, when I look at Lucas um, right now, I mean, he, from a product support side, is, is as integrated in this R&D team as anyone. And so Lucas has been in the field with beta growers. Um, he's had more conversations than the rest of us, actually, 
Um, and he's been been an integral part of that. So Lucas can share as much as anybody the, some of the details of that. Yeah. So I want to start with kind of your experience going down in Texas because I know when we first started to get some reveal uh, row cleaners, you went and actually did some planting down in Texas early in the season. I believe this was like February time frame. So talk to me a little bit about this is that was your kind of first experience to run with reveal, right? Yeah, I hadn't been on the team very long at all, I don't think. And Jason had came to me and said, hey, we got two of these reveals just printed off. Um, there's a pickup out back. Do you care to go to Texas this weekend and see if you can figure out how to run this thing? So, <laughs> so talk to me, Lucas, a little bit about what kind of aha moments or what were your discoveries getting getting to run reveal for the first time there in February on a planner? Yeah, so it was a, it was a pretty unique experience for myself um, going down there as a, a new member, and I still kind of had that – I wasn't really involved in the precision planning. I wasn't, I hadn't been here long enough to, to really understand all that was going on and went down there and still had some doubts in my mind about, you know, this is a completely new take on everything that we've known that, that works well. I've been in the field with row cleaners and, and felt like that uh, we had, there were systems out there that worked really well, spent the day getting to put on, uh, finally got it out in the field and it just clicked. And the first second I hit the field with that, it was it was such an easy system to run. It was easy to set and it was easy to understand. And being able to get out in the field and experience that for myself and tinker with it and go through those moments of doubt and then the realization and be able to come back and make a whole circle with that, uh, it was a pretty powerful experience, to be honest with you. So, As Jason alluded to, too, you've probably had as much firsthand experience like talking to growers. What has kind of been some of the aha moments for growers? Like where they realize, like, I saw this happen, and this was when I realized, yeah, this is a really useful tool on my farm. Or this was the best part of it I've I've seen, the best part about running Reveal I've seen. Yeah, so there's um, kind of two different ends of the spectrum uh, that we had. We had dealers, or I guess they were dealers slash growers uh, with those experiences. The first one I was able to get on was up in Wisconsin. I show up to this guy's field, and I step out, and it's the most beautiful stand of wheat you've ever seen in your life. And here's this corn planter running right through the middle of it. I hop up in the captor, or in the tractor with him and I'm like, Kurt, what's going on here, buddy? This is some beautiful wheat. And he's like, well, it went to cover crop pretty quick when corn started going, going the way it was. So it was a beautiful stand, beautiful stand of wheat, and Reveal was just plowing right through it. It wasn't trenching like some of the other options that we had on there that we had to run enough down pressure on to get it to move those root balls up of that, that wheat. With reveal, we was able to set that tine engagement and still maintain the proper depth um, and the proper pressure to be able to rip those root balls out of the way, but still be able to plant right through the middle of it. And it, it was it was a pretty pretty neat field to be in. And then the other end of that spectrum, I was able to go up and spend some time with a dealer in Pennsylvania. They're a dealer, a farmer, custom applicator, custom planter, really really neat operation, great people to be with. So with the the custom planting side of it. We had some really differing conditions. Um, I didn't realize in Pennsylvania you could have central Illinois fields down in these river bottoms that were just the most beautiful black soil you ever saw. And then we had stuff that was um, not that. Not that. (laughs) (laughs) So the the first field that we were in, we got up early that morning. We was going to be walking fields all day. We walk into this field. We go up to the top where they just cleared this woods, and it it was pretty rocky. The guy that I was with, I asked him, I said, you know, we got a couple Boy Scouts in town. We could probably have these rocks picked up out of this field by this afternoon. He made the comment, if we pick up all the rocks, we've got any farm ground left. So it was pretty neat. Um, we had 
a competitor row cleaner, a row mounted row cleaner on half the planter, and then reveal on the other half. And the reveal rows actually windrowed the rocks between the rows as it was going through this field. And it was, it was truly amazing. Got some really neat pictures out of that and some really neat experiences. What about reveal allows it to windrow the rocks so uniquely or, or more than a standard row, row cleaner that's got a conceal or a, a clean sweep, a tool to manage that. Why, why are we able to, with that gauge wheel and tying adjustment, get the better performance out of it? Yeah, so clean sweep's a great product, but if you've ever been in the field with it and you've been in some pretty adverse conditions, you'll notice that if it hits a rock or a root ball or, or something like that, you're, you're flirting with that, that air pressure continuously to try to get the perfect setting and if you hit a, a rock or a root ball, it can tend to want to kick and kind of bounce up over stuff. And that's kind of what we were seeing in this field is it would hit hit that first little rock that didn't want to move, kick up over it, and then miss the next three. Whereas at the reveal, we were able to run a higher pressure with that. Since we were setting our tight engagement with the, the center gauge wheel, we were able to run a higher pressure and really keep it just married to the ground um, and keep it from kicking up over those rocks. Yeah, because on every floating row cleaner, I'm kind of making this – learning now and i'm just narrating through it every other row cleaner the depth adjustment piece is on the front end the forward side the uncleaned ground where the gauge wheel on reveal that's on cleaned stable uniform ground behind tucked in behind the tines so you're able to maintain a a more stable control platform on on clean ground behind the tines more so than when that's out front is that yeah, I mean, and just to jump in a little bit, I mean, that a, a typical treader wheel, right, that's, you know, basically that that's entirely outside of the clean surface. So it's bumping over everything, residue, rocks, whatever, whatever in its way, it ha- basically that row cleaner has to be forced over that. And, and that internal gauge wheel, it's on a clean surface, so so it's it's snuck in exactly behind the, the, uh, the cleaning wheel. So that's why you get exactly that function, but it still is a is a floating row cleaner. So, you know, unlike fix where you can say, well, if it's fixed, it's going to move a rock. Yes. But now you have, now it's biting in. Now you have all the other issues that come with a fixed row cleaner. So we effectively get the best of both worlds with, with a, a trailing floating row cleaner, but having it gauged off of, off of a clean surface that's, that's right behind the cleaning wheels. And you mentioned it earlier, Jason, and I want to pull from Lucas if he saw this in the spring this year. With that gauge wheel now being in front of the opening distance, how we, how we set and hold that row cleaner in front of the row unit and its depth, you also have a bit of a firming action in front of your opening discs. As dry as it was across the U.S. this year during planting time, were you out in any field conditions where you got to see the the unique benefits or unexpected positives there? Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't. Um, the couple the couple times that I got to go out and be in the fields with growers um, was mainly in cover crop or was after a lot of it had been planted, and mm-hmm. they were only they were down to maybe the last hundred acres. But I did hear a lot of really good comments from from some guys on beds. Yeah. They were running that that tiny engagement uh, tiny engagement a little bit shallower running their pressure pretty high and knocking the top of that bed down and getting a really good firm surface. Um, You get down planting in Texas and some of those beds, that can be in a really, really fluffy soil. At that point, they're almost trying to float the row unit across those beds because it's such a a loose environment. From my understanding, the conversations that I'd had with one grower down there, you know, they were able to run reveal at a higher pressure to try to firm that bed up and then come through with that, that 
row unit and wasn't blowing that bed out like they had in the past. Okay. So in the, in the really loose, fluffy tilth, if you've got that wheel out front kind of firming that up ahead of time, that'll actually make your opening disc cutting action and the furrow wall more stable, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the way I, I took the conversation. Um, like I said, I wasn't able to be in the field with it, but that was definitely the the feeling that I got from the from the conversation we had. So. That's cool. That goes back to that runway piece that that Jason was talking a little bit about. Yeah. What other what other good anecdotes? I mean, like like Jason said, you have the most conversations with the guys that had the first year field experience. What are some other good anecdotes that you learned or, or were shared with you? So some of the feedback that we got from these guys uh, was was really positive. It was very positive. We were pretty excited about hearing back from everybody. Just a few of those comments we had: smoother ride, but better emergence. One customer really liked the simplicity on the row. It was very robust. Loved the adjustability of it. Um, and obviously the ride was amazing is a direct quote. So very tough, rode in a lot of rocks. Um, the principal idea is amazing. So I think overall we just had a lot of really good feedback from the growers that were in the field. Um, I want to share a Lucas story if I can real quick. Oh, boy. Too, on that. So so being a little bit new, I don't know that Lucas fully know, knew 100% what to expect with a beta at, at precision planning. And so when you got that opportunity to go down to Texas and run reveal on a planner, I know that one of the things that Ian had told you before uh, you left was, I, I think we have maybe a shop down in Texas where this particular planner was. And, you know, in a beta, we're still largely kind of testing to see how compatible reveal is or the product is with the row unit, right? Is there any kind of mechanical changes, things like that, that we need to make? And so he had told you, you know, if there's anything that, that you need to cut on or weld on or anything like that while you're down there, we do have a welder available. And I think your exact comment was, fellas, if we got to rely on my welding skills for this product to make it, we need to rethink some things. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I don't think we've had to do that. But Reveal has worked, you know, obviously, really well. We've, we've had a lot of really good experiences with that. Yep. Yeah, it was... Um it was a very unique experience going to Texas right out of the gate with the, the first two printed prototypes, I guess you could say. Um, it, was, it was a great opportunity, and there there was some some things that needed to be changed. And the great thing about the engineering team here at Precision, it, as I was installing this, I was on the phone with Ian saying, you know, hey, this this would be really cool if, if we could add this to it, or this would really help with the install, or this is a little confusing. How can we, you know, make this a little bit better? And before I could get the next bolt in, Ian was sending me drawings back of adjustments that he had made to reveal. So it's just, it's really powerful to know that the engineering team on the backside is, at the end of the day, wants to put out a great product, but they're they're very fast to change and learn. And um, I think moving forward to reveal, it, it's it's a really exciting future. So, so on that, let's let's move forward into into the future here. What coachings do we have for? someone who purchases reveal based on what you guys have learned and seen. Uh, let's talk a little bit about expectations for the first year coachings on, on how to set reveal things of that nature. Sure. So, so, you know, the, the reality of, of, of a new invention is that there's new things to learn and that, that is a really good thing. It's actually not a bad thing at all. Absolutely. And so, so we expect that with reveal. I think in a lot of it, it'll feel really familiar in a lot of ways, but there'll be some things that feel a little bit different too. You know, where do you set the pressure? That answer will be absolutely different than your previous row cleaner. You know, we, we now have that internal gauge wheel that that um, that handles flotation in a lot of cases, but you still have pressure management. 
Um, a lot of guys commented that they don't have to make as many adjustments, but they're still going to have to be aware of that, and they're going to have to learn, what, you know, um, you know, for their conditions where the, where are they setting it in that way. You know, this is the you know gives is the first product that gives us the ability to have set your tine engagement off of a gauge wheel now. So, so that's that's an you know in the past you just had to rely on your pressure control. I always call it futzing with the pressure, as you know to try to get it dialed in. Well now. Now you can really set those tiny engagements, but you have to figure out how deep do I want to go. Somewhere Ben Schliff is smiling. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's a that's a Ben word too. I've heard him. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and uh, if he listens to this right now, Ben got Ben and Rich got the opportunity to to, to run reveal cool. this past year. They learned a ton and and they're excited about it. Um, if you talk to them, so. So, yeah, the ability to set that in Dutch, I mean, you know, I think there's going to be a huge opportunity. One thing we didn't even talk about yet was was the opportunity for a row cleaner to kind of, if you can set a row cleaner aggressively in in conditions where that's, that's, that's important, um, you can get what we call a tillage effect, which effectively can kind of precondition, especially really hard or, or hardly hard and wet ground, in a way that that can give an additional yield advantage that surprised us during the alpha last year. And so I think guys will absolutely be able to have a great starting point for the first year of of pressure and tine engagement, but I think they're going to want to explore, you know, doing some plots themselves and say, what if I take the the depth adjustment handle on that that row cleaner, uh, let me do some plots where I go from the lightest sh- setting to the, to the deepest. And I think they could be surprised on, on additional yield opportunity that's there because we now have the ability to actually set that depth and, and take advantage of some of the new opportunities that, that this invention ultimately creates. So let me, let me clarify or just recap in my brain here. The three means of adjustability because that's one of the beauties that I know I've caught out of conversations here around reveal have been you know, we can't give you a hundred percent what the answer will be to how to set it but it is insanely adjustable and you can easily and quickly tweak it for your environment and and then those are very consistent across your environment like you have tire pre- you know how hard we push down on the tire right on the the down pressure you can adjust that from the cab and that's one measure of adjustability how deep the tines are engaged relative to that gauge wheel, right? Our depth control. Mm-hmm. You can you can set them shallower or deeper. That's independent of your down pressure. And then the third part is the angle of the wheels. Are we still able to adjust and change the aggressiveness of angle of the wheels? So how far and hard they pitch? Um, so so there is uh, so the answer is no, not in the field. Um, so, so reveal is if you purchase reveal, you can you can buy it and purchase it by the default configuration. And for narrow row planner guys, they'll be purchasing a version that includes an extra wedge kit, which allows it to be configured in a way um, where you're moving the residue not as far. So there's actually two primary adjustments, which is just pressure control, um, like you have in the past, as well as now tine engagement relative to that internal gauge wheel. Okay. And, uh, and I think, you know, a default configuration is going to be a great starting point. I think guys are going to be very excited to, to set it and forget it. But we also see opportunities for specific conditions to take it more advantage of that, that time engagement adjustment 
where you can really dial that in for your conditions and, and we think squeeze out some, some even more yield opportunity that comes from other factors than just, than just residue management. Today's floating row cleaners, all you can do is futz with the pressure to try to get the combination to work out of, of how much pressure to, to keep the teeth engaged. And now we've separated those. So you, you set the pressure where you need to, mm-hmm. and then you set the tine engagement where you want to. Lucas, you mentioned about the ability to set it and adjust it. Define for the users like how, how they're going to – what are the key adjustable pieces of the Reveal Your Row Cleaner? Yeah, so one of the beauties about Reveal is we can set the bag pressure, uh, whether it's down or lift, depending on what you're needing in that situation, and be able to maintain good ground contact with that gauge wheel. If we can keep that wheel on the ground 100% of the time, we know that we're cleaning at the depth that we want. So speaking of depth, we also have, I believe there's five settings with a half setting in between each one of them. Is that right, Jason? I think so. So we can set tiny engagement on top of that. So if we're, say we're a guy that's a conventional till that's worried about trenching because he's got hills and, and things like that, that, he can set that tiny engagement really shallow where we're knocking the clods off the top of the ground, but we're not actually you know, digging into the soil. Or maybe we're a guy that is no-till on a lot of flat, flat ground and he wants to just completely blow out what's there and almost get that tillage effect or that runway in front of the row, then he can run the, da- the down pressure as well as a deeper tiny engagement. So the adjustability of, of Reveal is almost endless from that standpoint. And then we also have two different configurations of wheels depending on your planner. Uh, if you're running a standard 30-inch planner or wide rows, uh, we have our standard wheel degree angle. But if you're on a planner that needs that narrower cleaning path, we do have a, a, a narrow wheel option for that as well. So Awesome. I want to ask this question because I know this is something I'm going to ask on behalf of my my co-host, Paul Harms, because this is something that really gets his blood pumping. Jason, was there anything in the design process that you guys did or a path you started to go down or anything that you realized that you thought, we really can't go down this path? This this does not work. So, so yeah, so that's a really great question. I mean, I think... I, yeah, I did mention that it's a really nonlinear design process, right? And and I mean, ultimately, if you if you have all the answers when you start, then it's probably not that creative of a solution, and it's probably not fundamentally addressing something that that hasn't been hasn't been developed or 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 there. And so I think that's the case with Reveal is where we knew we were going after something that was would not impact the row unit. We knew that we wanted a trailing design. I think it, the best way to say it is is there's a hundred surprises in terms of gotchas in terms of for this this product in terms of mounting you know every planter is uh, planter bar is different and even within within a given given planter itself the difference between a, a 16 row and a 24 row provides some new constraints so we always joke about having a theoretical golden shoehorn award in terms of of the ability to to design to create a universal design that can accommodate you know the incredible number of options out there of, of planner makes and models and i really believe that that golden shoehorn award should go to mr ian radke uh for 2021 for that exact reason there's a just a ton of little details in this design where we tweaked it tweaked the geometries in in little ways that allows us to pull off one simple 
reveal design that works on on a massive number of, of planner makes and models. So that's kind of simple, but yet not so simple um, in practicality. So no one major thing, you just kind of along the way, there was a bunch of little different kind of iterations and design changes that we found to kind of accommodate or as as you put it, kind of shoehorn in everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I think some of the, you know, the, the, the internal gauge wheel design itself, I mean, we weren't certain that that was going to stay during the early concepts. It made sense. It made sense to us that we wanted to, to, to gauge off of, of a clean surface. Um, but there was a lot of risk there early in the saying, how, how do we do it in a way where we can fit and package, package it inside the, the, uh, the, uh, the cleaning wheels, but yet give us enough flotation. And so it was on the fence for a while. But the combination of, of the mechanical design and in terms of it really working, and then the, the real-world feedback and experiences that Lucas mentioned that he observed even firsthand um, really solidified us. And, hey, that is an integral part of this, this, this row cleaner itself, and, and, and it is here to stay. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, Lucas, uh, Jason, any parting thoughts? Any um... I think we've kind of teased the idea back and forth or had a good conversation here, but I want to give you an opportunity. Is there any parting shots you want to, you want to leave with? Or? You know, as I think about Reveal as a product, I've been involved in, in leading products that are very mechanic, entirely mechanical like this, as well as some, some products like Smart Firmer that are absolutely mechanical but also high-tech. And I think, I think that, that, that what I get most excited about is that our approaches has been to say, hey, let's look at an agronomic problem and let's solve that um, in, the, in the way that makes sense fundamentally or agronomically. And sometimes that's, that's really creative mechanical design and sometimes that's, that's electronic and software um, and sometimes it's the combination. And so, you know, in this case, something as simple as, as a mechanical row cleaner that's been rethought is revolutionary, and, it, and it's game-changing, and so I get excited about that. And that doesn't mean that the, the, the next products that we are absolutely working on don't include mechanical aspects or, or software aspects or a combination, um, but it's really about starting with the agronomy, and that's, that's why I love, love working and being a part of this team. Lucas, Lucas the, final thoughts? The man of many words this morning. Yeah, I think um, kind of to reiterate what Jason said, coming from a, a full mechanical product and heading into the, the times that we're in, I guess you could say, with Ford pickups setting everywhere and, and superconductors being on the – nobody has anything at this point. And being able to, to come out with a full mechanical product that does kind of revolutionize the way we think about um, the row cleaner, I think my, my best thoughts to um, – to the dealer network out there is strap in boys. I think this is going to be a fun one. So awesome. I want to give credit to Lucas too, because maybe you can kind of tell a little bit, he's kind of battling a cold and he was still willing to jump on with us today and, and kind of fight through that again. Maybe you can hear it a little bit in his voice just to give everybody some context. I, I think the best comparison I can give when he's fully healthy is he probably sounds a lot like Barry white. So just so everybody knows how sick Lucas is, yeah, I think Barry White's probably a pretty fair comparison when you're when you're fully healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's strange that he's been this quiet. Uh, he's he's our good comedian now, so <laughs> it's been a real struggle. So, <laughs> <laughs> so many missed opportunities to yeah, get exactly. a good one liner in. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for us today. Um, 
We'll wrap up here. I want to pass along a request or a thank you. I know I've gotten emails and feedback from uh, Nick and Kyle and plenty of others, but we want to encourage you, if you have any questions or feedback, those questions and feedbacks are coming in. Uh, the team is getting them, and we're, we're using those to try and make what we do here better. So please shoot us an email at smartereveryseason at precisionplanning.com. Uh, for Jason, Lucas, Tyler, and myself, we'd like to sign off and say thank you for coming along the ride as we get a little smarter every season.